In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. to as our opening little foray today I guess I wanted to ask you as a true horror movie aficionado um oh god in terms of like the subgenres of horror how would you like what do you feel about like poltergeist and haunted house genres oh interesting um you know, I've actually never seen the original Poltergeist. Oh, I, um, I watched it, I think, in the past year. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I need to watch that. And I've it's I've always meant to, and I just, I don't know why. I, like, I start to gravitate towards more um, contemporary things. But um, I like a good Poltergeist situation. I like a good haunted house. Yeah, I, I like, I'm into it as a subgenre. I mean, there's really... The only, <laughs> the only subgenre of um, horror that I would say is like my least favorite would be like sci-fi horror. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's become apparent over the course of this. But podcast. I also don't hate that if it's like horror-y enough, like I can get past it. But yeah, no, I like a poltergeist. I like a haunted house. Um, I yeah, I'm into it. And what about so like? For me, though I did just semi-recently see Poltergeist, and I think that was actually for the first time, um, Mm. I would say that I kind of would... I think I prefer a haunted house movie to a Poltergeist movie. Um, Although they seem as though they're kind of the same thing. A lot of times they're linked. Yeah, a lot of times... Well, because it's... I mean, because when we say the Poltergeist, we sort of mean like... Do do I guess maybe to define exactly what we mean, the poltergeist is like possession slash something being in the house, right? Like, it, or could poltergeist be more broad, like any type of haunting? So, according to Wikipedia, um, in and this is a direct quote in ghost lore, a poltergeist is a type of ghost or spirit that is responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noises and objects being uh, moved or destroyed. Um, yeah. Most claims. No, I do love that. Yeah, most claims about or physical descriptions of poltergeists show them as capable of pinching, biting, hitting, and oh. tripping people. Um, oh, wow. They are also depicted as capable of the movement or levitation of objects, such as furniture okay. and cutlery, or noises such as knocking on doors. Um, yeah. And so, oh, and this is interesting. So this is the distinction. Poltergeists have traditionally been described as troublesome spirits who haunt a particular person instead of a mm. specific location. 
Oh, shit. Okay. I do like that. Um, I think that's scarier, to be honest, because um, like a haunted house situation here, like my life, what I would do. And sometimes I like judge people when I watch a haunted house movie. I'm like, get out of there. <laughs> just leave. Like, just leave. I know that's not obviously if it's like your home, it, that's harder. But uh, that's a haunted house. It's not, if an, a place is haunted, it's a, you have the choice. You can leave. If you personally are haunted. There's no escape. <laughs> that's horrifying. And I have heard stories like that where like, I mean, I love, there's all types of shows on Netflix that are like true paranormal yeah. haunting type shows. And I have seen ones where people say they are continually haunted by, you know, like a little girl ghost. Sure. She's always there. Like horrifying. Don't <laughs> like, like that. I, I mean, I would be in a deep depression if that was <laughs> my life. I don't know. I would really have trouble with that. As much as I love horror things, I don't want them to happen in my real life. No, I don't think anyone would. So it's sort of, but it's sort of overall to me with like haunting, what I've learned, and I don't know if this is true because what, what do I know? If you let yourself believe it, it's mm. more, and especially this is what like in movies again. Yes. Like, like this is the whole premise of Skeleton Key, for example. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, that's but, a good one. It's about voodoo. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, if, but if you don't believe in it, like, it doesn't come to you, right. sort of. Do you know what yes. I mean? And people say that about ghosts. Like, if you if you don't Yeah, like, you have to be, allow, like, attuned to the vibrations yeah. of the something. Yeah. And if you're, like, not open to it, it doesn't come to you. I mean, and I... I believe that, because I try to, like, I'm, not let myself be open to it. Right. I was like, <laughs> I'm super closed off. So, <laughs> I'm safe as a lamb. I'm not religious. I'm not scared of possession, because I'm not religious. <laughs> yeah. Like... I already am a demon, so it can't, like, oh, possess perfect. me. Perfect. <laughs> um, so this probably sounds nuts, listeners. Welcome <laughs> to See You Next Week in Space. Sarah Walsh here with my co-host and sister Amy Walsh. Um, so, Amy, why don't you tell everyone what we're talking about today and why this issue of poltergeist slash haunted house uh, movies is my opening gambit yeah well when I first say what we're watching it will seem not connected confusing. at all <laughs> so we're talking about an episode of small wonder which was a television sitcom that aired from 1985 to 1989 mm -hmm. and technically uh is in the shy shy <laughs> sci-fi genre because it's a little android girl Correct. or a little robot girl um the particular episode we watched it was called The Lawsonville Horror, season three, episode eight. And it was about uh, this little android robot girl um, getting possessed, I, is mm -hmm. what we want to call her. Yeah, you know, being, I guess. Yeah. Being haunted by a poltergeist, whatever we want to call it. She is moving shit around the Correct. entire episode and it becomes like a haunted house type of episode right now you forgot an important detail which is the reason that this episode is themed this way is that it was their halloween oh, it's episode the halloween i didn't even read that yeah that makes sense that's cute yeah because it aired on october 31st 1987 that um, is cute yes so now for those of you who don't know what small wonder is 
Um, 99% of you. <laughs> but all, although it was a lot more popular than I realized, and, I, and I'll talk a little bit about that soon. Okay. Um, so the IMDb description of the show is the zany adventures of a suburban family, their next door neighbors, and an innovative robot designed to look like a human child. <laughs> Got it. <Perfect>. I'm in. <laughs> what, what more could you need in a show? Um, now, I mean, it is great. I don't know if it's great. So, Well, I had some problems with it, yes, but we'll get there. Yes. Um, so, and then this is, uh, the description that Wikipedia says, so the story re revolves around V-I-C-I, an acronym for Voice Input Child Identicant, pronounced Vicky. Any questions so far? Y um, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, like, well, yes, but also no. A Voice Input Child ident. now... I guess I'm just sort of confused as to why it has to be a child, but yeah. I, whatever, it doesn't matter. Continue. Um, okay, so yes, that answer th that will be answered in the remainder of the description. So, um, okay. so it's an android in the form of a ten-year-old girl. Um, Vicky was built by Ted Lawson, an engineer and inventor for United Robotronics, in an effort to assist handicapped children. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I now, guess. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. It just no. That's like very cute and sweet. But like, so a robot child is supposed to be the assistant of a handicapped child. In what way? Like they. I'm not sure. What does that mean? I'm not sure. I mean that's. I like the idea. I guess, but I don't know if I quite get it. I'm not totally sure. Um, and, and then the final bit of this is that Lawson takes the robot home so it, that it can mature within a family environment. I guess the logic there being that if the, like, let's say you're going to make a thousand Vickies and it's going to be yeah. like out and maybe it's not like one to one. So it's not every handicapped child has a Vicky. Um, yeah. but maybe you have two or three in a school. I don't know. Okay. Um, so I, my guess, it seems weird. My guess is that the reason why, cause this Vicky is a prototype. Um, okay. so I think the point is that it needs to be taught how to interact with humans so that it can help yeah. humans. Right. So like that's sure. the plan, I guess, as to why. I guess. We, okay. But here's my question about the show as a whole, mm -hmm. like their whole way that they interact with this robot child right. I've, I had two problems with it and this is just based on a little bit of what I know of the show not specific to this episode really but why do they have to pretend she's real why because that's like a thing that they do it's yes. like they pretend she's their real child yes, they pretend and they that can't she's let anybody know she's a robot daughter. yeah so they can't let anyone know she's a robot why because if that what you just described is the reason for it. Why can't people know this is like a mm -hmm. why? Because because they want the robot to be treated like a human. I don't understand. Well, like because they don't treat her like a human, no. really. Like behind closed doors. No, I think my guess is, and it's I have not seen this show since the early '90s. So, <laughs> um, I feel like what I remember is that 
like this isn't as present in this particular episode, but like the neighbors that give the Lawsons a hard time, the dad mm-hmm. of that family is a co-worker of Ted Lawson, and I think there's oh. something about like how he wants to keep his designs secret. Oh. And I think that's the initial reason why they don't tell okay. anyone. Um, I'm not okay, totally so that sure was like- about that. Yeah, that was thing one that, like, is weird slash bothered me. The second thing that bothers me, which I, it kind of goes to what we've so we've kind of talked about this in other episodes when we talk about robots, but they treat her like a little slave. Right. I like wrote a in servant. my, you'll see at one point in my outline, I use the word, or I ask the question, is she their slave? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I know maybe that word isn't, like, nice to say, but right. she seems to be their servant. Yeah. Like, and, in, and, and her kind purpose of, is to serve humans yeah and i mean i get like as the as as her being a robot like i get it but because she looks so real and because obviously she's played by a real human it feels weird that like they have this little child like making them breakfast and like bringing them popcorn i don't know just like it seems yeah wrong yeah well this (laughs) you're right this is something we've regularly discussed when it comes to certain storylines involving robots and androids Mm -hmm. and even just artificial intelligence which is quite often what we see is that human beings design these things um to serve serve them right or and then but the more human they look the more disturbing it is so like if she looked like a robot you'd have less of it would feel less yeah yeah I get, and especially, I, mean, like, I think it's especially concerning that, she, like, you know, it's a child. Because she's a child, yeah. yes. I mean, that's the, like, yeah, that was, like, my main through line of a problem. Yeah. The rest of the episode, like, it it doesn't really matter because everything goes batshit crazy. But, like, <laughs> but that was, like, my, at first I was, like, this seems wrong. Yeah. You're treating her like. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's even weirder still is so the guy who produces Small Wonder, a guy named Howard Leeds, actually did a version of this same thing 20 years before. He created a show called My Living Doll, um, mm. which it was a sitcom that starred Bob Cummings and Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar, who is also Catwoman at various stages in Batman. Oh. Um, that, the Batman TV show, I should say. Um and it's basically the exact same premise, except in this in that show, the robot was an adult, um, and the the guy doesn't make her the way Ted Lawson does. He somehow like ends up in her just acquiring. Yeah, I don't. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But so well, the, I mean, clearly this the baseline is like, of it being an adult helps a little bit with some of that. A like a little bit, but like I think as well, it's like. I don't like it would that probably it's be annoying. a girl. I don't like yes. that it's a child. I don't, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All those things. I mean, if it was just like an adult man, I'd be like, I'm on board. <laughs> well, we had none of these qualms when Crichton was around. <laughs> That's true. Serving, That's true. I'm like, yeah. Serving the Serve skele- me, skeletons of human women. Then it was like, well, I guess, yeah. like, whatever. But he also looked not like a human. Right. So that also helped that. Right. Like, he was less humanoid looking yeah I mean I guess the thing that always will remain is like I'm not against technology and I'm not against I mean all types of technology help us do things that's the nature of what it is 
but I guess at some point, and it seems like it's coming sooner rather than later, we're going to have to think about, like, the ethics. Oh, yeah, we got to get our shit together. The ethics behind, like, if we're going to be creating these kind of, and if we want something to help us do something, does it need to look like a human being? Like, um, it probably shouldn't, or, in and, my opinion. And if we're not making it look like a human being, is that just for our comfort rather than, you know, because yes. then we can <laughs> exploit them more you know like I don't know Mm. um Mm -hmm. I don't have any answers to these questions um but it does seem like we gotta maybe think less about can are we able to do these things and more about like what does it mean if we're gonna kind of offload our worst tasks oh yeah I mean because I think yeah I mean it really is a whole like moral question and just like we nobody there are certain tasks that nobody wants to do right and there are certain things like i mean the presence of servantry and uh, maids and housekeepers and this like is ever present sure. in our in, in human culture you know yeah. um you know there's a, and the more money you have the more access you have to do literally none of that bullshit that right. people don't want to do right <laughs> um and even though you can, like, uh, you know, do a lot of brain gymnastics or whatever to get yourself to be like, I'm giving someone work, I'm creating jobs, I'm so, you know, wonderful, you are also making someone serve you in right. some type of way. And I am not above, I am not acting like I'm above that or that I haven't been, um, you know, privileged enough to receive uh, certain services in my life from other people that probably shouldn't have been serving me. But, you know, it's a problem within human culture. Yeah, yeah. So um, this show was always designed to be straight into syndication. So basically different Mm. networks and local stations could decide to buy as many episodes as they wanted. Um, And it was actually a bit of a surprise hit. People didn't expect it to become as popular <laughs> as it did. Um, it per- unsurprisingly, it did really well with kids. So I could... Which is funny because, like, it kind of... I, I mean, I guess... I don't know, this episode... I guess it's just because there's kids in right. it. And the kids are sort of the focal point. So right. kids like that. Right. I guess that's why. I mean, I think that's why I liked it. I thought Vicky was cool and funny and, yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah. And so I can see it being like, depending on where you were in the country, maybe it was a, a Saturday morning show or an after school yeah. show. Um, yeah. But it did really well. And so, in fact, even though it's only filmed between 85 and 89, it's on the air until 1996 in various forms. Interesting. And in fact, hmm. ended up um, going to various countries in Europe, the Middle East, and Latin America. Um, hmm. and in fact, it's so, it was so popular that in India they did a remake of the show. Um, wow. although I think they rejigged it to where it was like an adult man, but effectively like the premise was very much the same. There is something about it being a child that makes it yeah, like, even great. though, even, even though like, again, it made it popular with kids, I think because the central yeah. character was a child, it did make this, the serving aspect Oh, yeah. awkward. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, 
in terms of the cast, you probably haven't heard of any of these people. Um, <laughs> I feel like I recognize the mom. And most of them haven't gone on to really do much of anything. Probably the mm. person who I would describe as the most successful is the dad. So the dad's oh. uh, name in the show is Ted Lawson, and it, he's played by Richard Christie, who was 39 uh, when this episode aired. Um, mm mm-hmm. And he had been doing kind of one-off TV appearances and a lot of TV shows um, starting in the late 1970s. And mm-hmm. even up until today, this appears to be his longest gig because this is, I think if I remember correctly, there's a total of 96 episodes of this wow, show. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a big empty spot in his IMDb credits from 1993 to 2009. Not really sure. Mm what was going on there but then in 2009 he kind of comes back and has an appearance on Breaking Bad um and then recognize him I felt I thought I recognized him and then I looked at his credits and I was like no I don't I don't like you know yeah um well I thought I recognized the mom and then when I look here I don't think I do yeah and the the interesting thing especially going back to when you were asking me recently if soap operas still exist um, he has been on The Bold and the Beautiful since two, 2013, and that does still continue to exist somewhere. That's in crazy. The world. I had no idea those really were like still running. Yeah. Because that one's been on for a long it time. It has. And I really feel like mostly where they are is online, but I'm not they're 100% well, yeah, yeah. sure of that. I think you're right, because I don't think they're on daytime TV anymore. Like, I don't, think I don't watch really daytime watch, TV, but. Yeah. Um, but I think they are available. But it's more as like talk streaming. shows that are on TV now. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the wife uh, the f- and mother is Joan Lawson, who is played by Marla Pennington, who was 33 when this episode aired. Um, wow. I feel old. <laughs> we're not whenever we say anyone's like under 35 i feel old well so. sure but also like we can't devolve into a hey dude situation like we did a couple weeks ago of like why is everyone younger than us and they look like so haggard and all i know she doesn't look haggard no. she just looked more she looked very matronly because yeah. of what she was wearing yeah. that's all um so her first credit is in 1974 And she had a series of different roles in both General Hospital and um, kind of a spoof soap opera called Soap. And that was like in the late 70s and early 80s. And this is actually her last credit. Um, And according to IMDb, this is, you know, in the supposed trivia portion of her thing on IMDb, (laughs) um, that... uh, On the one hand, she was grateful that she was able to earn and save money from the show... Um, and especially because it was syndication, right? So they, I think that's one of the benefits of being in a syndicated show for, um, like the actors is you get paid like a regular money. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you probably also get money based on how many places. And if you got it it for seven years, yeah, if you got it for seven years after, if it's still running on TV for seven years after that. So you're just making money off of that. Um, yeah. And then she says, on the other hand, she didn't think the show displayed her talents and showed her at her best, so she left acting after the show ended to raise her family. Um, and she has not returned to acting later in life. But again, it sounds like she in particular was like, I got my money and I got out. And that was what I, you know, yeah. fair enough. Um, then we have Jamie Lawson, who is the son of Joan and Ted. And that's mm-hmm. played by... 
um, a child at the time called Jerry Superan, I think, or Sapiran, I'm not totally sure how to pronounce his last mm-hmm. name. And he was 14, which was so wild because he didn't look 14 Whoa. to me in this. I, I think he was supposed to be playing younger, younger than that I for sure. So. Um, but his first... Because I read him as like 10. Yeah, I thought he couldn't have been 11. more than 12. You know, like something yeah. like that. But, you know, kids mature at different rates. Yeah, so. I don't know anything about kids. Um, <laughs> no, nor I. This, is, this could also be called <laughs> Childless Women Ask Questions Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How do kids work? <laughs> um, so his first credit was in 1980 when he was only seven years old. Um, hmm. And this was his biggest role and also his last credit. Um, Golly. And in his case. This show really broke some people. I guess. Um, and in his case, he did not do so well. Again, this is in the IMDb trivia section. And I'm not sure how much this counts as tri- trivia. But it says, mm. um after Small Wonder, he endured tough times. His ex-stripper girlfriend gave birth to their son when he was just 19 years old in 1992. Yikes. He and his girlfriend spent all his earnings from the show, and the relationship Ooh. ended after the money was gone. Um, he worked as a waiter in restaurants but suffered health problems. He ended up sleeping nights in a homeless shelter or under a bridge. Ooh. When his mother oh had a heart attack in 2012, he took t- care of her and started rebu- rebuilding his life with his wife, Michelle. So hopefully wherever oh Jerry Superan is now, he's doing okay. Um, but it sounds like he had quite a rough go after this show ended. Ooh, man. Indeed. That is dark i mean well we we I always when, doing better whenever we have kids in the mix there's always you know we've it gone through and we've gone through a number of ones where like they had their time in the sun and then things went very wrong for oh them. It... uh so the final remaining two characters uh the first is harriet brindle played by a girl named emily shulman who was 10 when this episode came out <laughs> Um, and I, I love her. I I've definitely her. seen this actress and yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say she, I don't know if you wrote it here, but I want to say she was, oh, she played like a friend in like Punky Brewster or something like I that. Because I think I would have, I very that much remember if she mm, had maybe, been. maybe she reminds me of something, or some, maybe something else, but like those, that her hairstyle, yes. her bangs, I don't know how to describe it, everybody, because... Well, it's like, like that very dark red hair is part of it, and then she's got the super yeah. blunt cut bangs. But they go, like, all the way around her head. Like, I want to <laughs> say, like, her bangs go, like, all the way around her head, and then she just has, like, two ponytails that, like, stick up out of the top. Yeah. Like, it's a look. It's a strong look. It's a strong choice. Um, I... <laughs> Also recognized her, and then when I was looking at this, I realized that what I recognized her from was um, she was one of the girls in Troop Beverly Hills, which actually was yeah. um, came out like kind of the la- like in 1989. So the year that this okay. show was ending, she was in that. Um, and yeah, then I she definitely seen her in that. Had her own movie that I think was called Caddy Woodlawn, um, huh. but for whatever reason, her last. Uh, credit is in this show that looked like it only ran for two seasons called Christy. Um, and then hmm. she just kind of went on to something else, um, but not seemingly as for tr- as tragic reasons as Jerry Superon. Yeah. And then finally, um, we have Vicky the Robot, 
who was <laughs> played by an actor named Tiffany Brissett, who was 13 when this show was released, this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And so she was born in California, and as a result, her mom started um, putting her in pageants and getting her mm-hmm. auditions for commercials when she was two years old. She's very old. adorable. Oh, wow. So, you know, like, I was like, that feels sad to me somehow, which, again, like, uh, I shouldn't judge people's life choices, but I'm like, two seems too young because, like, then you That's really... very young, but... You can't... You really can't say this kid likes doing this. You know, like, they're no, too little. but you also... Like, I also... Yeah, I, I know, I, like... I have mixed feelings about this because I feel like, um, yes, of course, that's like a, that's the parent's decision. Um, that's clearly a two-year-old doesn't have a lot of autonomy. But sometimes <laughs> I wish that I had been put in commercials because I think I would have liked that. And I'm not saying I would have even gotten into any. And we didn't live in, L- in L.A. or anywhere where that was really like right. an accessible thing. But like I would have liked that. And I feel like maybe, you know, some some kids like it. And well, if, you know, sure, but I, I just feel like what does like what commercial needs a two year old? Like a lot of them. No, I feel I like there's a lot do. of like baby commercials and like diaper commercials I know, or but like, like you don't kids running around commercials. You don't need a baby in a diaper commercial. The babies aren't buying the diapers. Like, you're not marketing to yes, them. Yes, they are. <laughs> okay, well, I don't have a marketing degree, but there are babies in commercials. Of I course there are. I know there are, but anyway, I just, like, I don't love this, and it makes me okay, worried that's fair. I, about Tiffany's childhood to know this. I get that. Um, I get that, but, like, I would say and then anybody living in L.A. I worry about. <laughs> fair, and you should, because it's a devastating <laughs> industry from everything I've heard. Um... So then she does various stuff. She gets a few episodes on Webster. And then this, um, similar to the rest of the gang, is her, like, big deal thing. Um, And her last credit is in 1991. And for most of these people, once they leave the show, I have no idea, like, where they go on, like, what they go on to do afterward. Which is fine. Huh. Um, But it does suggest that... um, like, if you were part of the main cast you and you were responsible with your money, you got enough money to never have to act again. Um, they were like, I got my small wonder money, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. So good for them. I hope they're all living good lives now, wherever they may find themselves. So yeah. Um, let's turn our attention to the show itself. So uh, first of all, there was the opening credits, which was like cheese bag central oh my god you know actually the version you know i meant to go back but like the version i watched didn't have the opening credits so i was missing i missed that part are they good uh not good not really (laughs) they're just like 80s opening credits yeah i mean it's definitely worth a watch and i think it's only like you know 30 or 60 seconds long um and i I don't know and i I did remember i did remember the theme song because it's like she's a small wonder yeah like that kind of thing um oh yeah but so then we arrive in the living room and joan and jamie are watching a scary movie called don't go into the basement five 
Um, Love that. Would totally watch it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, it's it's silly. I mean, it's a jo- it's a joke on the fact that every horror movie has like a billion parts, even when like right. you don't need it. Right. And it's, that was yeah. especially the case in the eighties, is you were getting into those yeah. like multi like Jason uh, nightmare. Um, yeah. What's Jason the other one? nightmare? What's the other one? Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street and, and Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. And Halloween, they yeah. like were well into the four, five, sixes by then. Oh yeah. Um. So I think it's meant to tell us that. Um. And even the Lawsonville horror is a riff on the Amityville horror. So like all of this is right. like the Halloweenness of it all. Um, yeah. And this scene also gave me very much vibes to uh, the Dick Van Dyke episode we watched because the mm. dad, like, while the two of them are looking at the television, <laughs> the dad is like slinking behind them preparing and like making weird faces preparing to scare them and so then he scares uh his wife and vicky tries to do the same to jamie um and it's unclear to me if like they're trying to make vicky or trying to make jamie feel like vicky's his sister like i don't totally yeah does the kid know i mean does the kid know the the story he's gotta know yeah he does know but I just don't fully get, like, I don't, I guess I don't understand any of the relationships any of them have well, with the relation Like, I don't get Yeah, that. it's it's weird. Well, because it's weird. Yes. That, like, I mean, it's, so, it's sort of familial, but it's also servant-y. Yeah. Like, I mean, it yeah. just, like, yeah, it's awkward a little bit. Yeah, and this, and this <laughs> kicks off right away because then the power goes out. And the dad, Ted, turns to Vicky and he's like, can you go fix the power? And I was like, right. That was the first place where I was like, you would send this little child. I understand she's a robot. I get it. But like, come on, man. Right. Like, yeah, because that is the weird thing. And again, this is not unique to this show. It's kind of a theme that tends to appear a lot when we talk about androids because like some show some things will posit like this android is super smart it can do anything it can do things that humans can't do it's like incredible and other times they're like oh yeah 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 it can like lift like a two-ton weight yeah but it doesn't understand a joke you know like that kind of thing right yeah and so this is that same tension of like Part of the reason they've brought Vicky into their home is to teach her, or I guess teach it, right. how to do these things. But then also, it can totally fix a fuse box with no problem. You know, like, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, right? Because why would she know it's that a- information any more than any well, other thing? I remember very specifically one of the things I liked that was like I think a running joke with her was how she read books. Like if they gave her a book. She would literally do the thing like where you do where you like spin flip all the pages. The pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that was her reading the book and she could read like that fast. Right. Um, and I do remember liking that as a kid, thinking that was like hilarious yeah. or like, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. That's just because you hated reading as a child. <laughs> correct. So if that's what I could do, that's correct. If I could be like, oh, boom, read it and like, and actually retain the information, that would be the other right. like caveat right. there. Right. Uh, that would be brilliant. I would love that now. I think um, many people would. That's why I'd speed be really freaking smart. Like such a yeah. thing people try and do. So, so yeah, it's a little wishy washy in terms of like the knowledge. Right. And yeah. Right. So, 
In the context of trying to fix the fuse box, Vicky gets electrocuted, and the way this is communicated visually is like by highlighting the actress with like weird blue glowy <laughs> uh, kind of special effect. Um, you know what? I mean, what I was thinking as I was watching this here, the deal is the special effects aren't good. No. Like, they're not like, um, oh, wow, that looked really real. I believed that that thing just happened. But I will say for, like, an 80s sitcom, it's a lot of special effects yes, they have to add. Like, true. most most sitcoms wouldn't have had to deal with some of that stuff. Right. They set themselves up for some troubles uh, when yeah. they made this premise. So, yeah. in the meantime, while that's happening, no one is in the kitchen with Vicky. She's completely alone. So, no one sees this happen. Because everyone else is back in the living room. Harriet, the neighbor, shows up. Um, She's wearing an umbrella hat, (laughs) which you would think would be unusual, but this is actually our second umbrella hat that we've encountered as a result of this podcast. The first was on Bill Murray in Space Jam. And then if you can... I mean, an umbrella hat is sort of ingenious. I mean, you can't wear one without looking like a total, like, dodo brain. But they are pretty, like... If I saw I someone it. in an umbrella hat, I would be like, this person is a danger to themselves and others. They must be <laughs> institutionalized Probably. immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Probably. So that's they're like having some, she does some stupid one-liners. Um, the lights yeah. come back on. Ted now decides to go into the kitchen to check on Vicky, and her voice is all like... Um, I don't know, very much like how little girls and anyone who's, and children who are demonically possessed are depicted <laughs> in horror movies, because I think it's she's like, a, like... the deep voice. Yeah, I think she says something, there was a temporary surge of voltage, but it's like, um, <laughs> you know, it's actually, I think often they make this effect by actually having like multiple voices say that, and then they oh. like layer them on top, so it just sounds... Like one, like as if it's one, but it's also yeah. multiple at the same yeah, time. Yeah, because it's like echoey. Yeah. yeah. So she says that, and then her voice returns to normal, and she explains that there's a temper, there was a temporary power surge, and you know whatever. But as soon as she comes back into the living room, all hell breaks loose. A picture on the <laughs> wall turns upside down. Uh, the TV starts switching back and forth between channels. Um, the antenna on the TV, and boy, oh boy, did that take me back, having antenna on a TV that you had to, like, adjust to get good reception. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all of that... Did we ever have that? I don't feel like um, we ever even had that. I feel like I remember one of the... I remember tracking on a VCR. Sure. I remember, like, yeah. putting, like, a tape in and being like, oh, I've got to fix the tracking. Well, I remember that... The, one of the earliest TVs that I remember us having, it had antenna on it, but we already had cable, oh. so you didn't actually have to touch okay. them, but it just still, like, it was an older TV, so it had them yeah, yeah. on it still. I, I, anybody out there who, it ha, you know, there used to not be remotes for TVs. I your, don't know if everybody knows that. Your remote was like, your child. You'd be like, go change the yes. channel. I would watch TV. I don't, can't remember if I've said this one, but I probably have. I would watch TV on the floor so I could be closer yes. to the thing to change it. Like, because I knew that I would change it right. at some point. And, and also kids, why don't even then as now, kids like to be close to the TV. I don't know why. True. Like, and lay on your yeah. stomach staring up with your hands under your chin. I usually laid on my back still, but television. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But most importantly in this little moment is that Harriet's braids start to float Love in the air. that. And the thing that I find strange is so later it's revealed that things that are metal are being affected by Vicky. <laughs> so I guess here we're supposed to assume that like it's like the metal and the hair tie. Yeah. That, or we're probably supposed to forget that. I think that's probably more <laughs> likely. But I was like, wait because a second. How could that happen? I, uh, I think it was just more for like the sight gag. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Jamie says, they're here, which is <laughs> from Poltergeist. Right. Um, so the next day, uh, everyone wakes up and they come into the living room. And what does the living room look like, Amy? It looks like a goddamn mess. It's like the couch is like, I can't even describe what the couch is doing. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's like, kind of like tipped up, yeah, sort of. I, how did that but happen? I don't know. Um, it sort of looks like, well, and I think Vicky even says this, it sort of looks like if you were like to tip it up to like vacuum underneath it and then it somehow just stayed, stayed that in way. Place there. Yeah. Um, so it, everything's a mess. Everything's, you know. Uh, strewn around, askew, whatever you want to call it. And that's another... Looks like a ghost came through. Yeah, and that's <laughs> another callback to Poltergeist specifically because, like, the rearranging yeah. of furniture in that yeah. movie is, like, a main, one of the main kind of defining features of that movie. Yeah. So then they all go into the kitchen to find Vicky cooking breakfast. And this is where, as you'll this see... This is when I started feeling uncomfortable. I know. Yeah. I, in my notes, I said, is she their slave? Um, yeah. I don't really understand. But I guess I thought that part of it is because she's a robot, she doesn't sleep. So she was I up, get it. Like, I understand why it is... She was vacuuming what... while they were asleep. Right. And, like, doing all this cleaning shit or God knows what all else she gets up to yeah. in this time. Um, I'd be a little afraid of that, like, to be I perfectly honest. I wouldn't love it. I would be like, can you go and sleep in, like, a charging station or couldn't something? They, like, like, couldn't they, like, put her to sleep? I mean, that sounds dramatic, too. But, like, couldn't they, like, you know, some, they, they love to show... I don't know if they did it on every episode, but I feel like they did it almost on every episode where they would show her backflap. Yes, they did in this one, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, they did. I feel like I, I have a memory of her having some sort of trunk that she would go to sometimes. That's possible. And I think that... And they would, like... And that would be, like, her resting area yeah. or something. But, like, um, they ever take out, like, her batteries? I don't know if she has batteries, I but, don't like... Know you know. I don't know what she's powered by. But, like, yeah, they love to open that back flap thing and remind us that she's a yes. robot. And, like, it did, it does help. <laughs> but she just, she's so human-like that it's, it's com- uncomfortable. Yeah, it's weird to see her. Um, also because of the way she's dressed. Like She looks like a little servant. Yeah, yeah it's like a kid's yeah. version of a French maid outfit. Um, yeah well she's dressed sort of like a like it's um she's dressed in like a pinafore mm-hmm. sort of like thing but she looks like the way I used to dress up when I was a kid dressing up like I was from like the 1800s right, right. like yeah yeah it is not contemporary which basically all the kids yeah it is not contemporary 80s kids clothes it's no. some other thing 
Um, and she also wears the same thing every day. I does. feel like the neighbors would have figured suspected. something like, out by now. Yeah. Um, Your child wears the same clothes every day. Like, yeah, you should call child services if that's something seriously. That's um, Honestly. Meanwhile, though, she's making like eggs and bacon for everybody and everyone else is just sitting down comfortably at their <laughs> kitchen table yep. waiting for her to serve them the other thing that i thought i noticed that was strange um their kitchen had a fireplace in it really see now okay the version i watched was also very low res so i didn't necessarily like catch every detail um that's weird yeah it was <laughs> kind of like um it was like substituting, you know how in old 80s sitcoms there were always two staircases in most family homes, like one going to the living room and one coming into the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me it was like, oh, we don't have that, but we will have two fireplaces. And I think what it was trying to say is that, you know, there's the central chimney and one of them opens into the living room and, and then it also opens into the kitchen. Um, hmm. but it was, I was just like, why is there why a you, fireplace in this kitchen? In like, what is this about? Um, That's strange. So then to kind of finish off this scene, Vicky, they're like asking like, what's the deal with this furniture? Why is this frying pan floating in the air? And Vicky's like, I don't really know. And then all of the appliances in the kitchen start really freaking out. Yeah, I liked that. And then the family <laughs> runs out of the kitchen. Now, yeah, it's sort of like a goofy version of when it happens in like the sixth sense. Right. <laughs> but what I didn't understand is like, so that's making this big noise because like the blender's going and the di like everything's yeah. making noise. And I'm like, but it just started happening when everyone was awake. This hasn't been happening like all night every time she's moved around the house. Yeah, but, like, and yeah, that but didn't like we didn't. Yeah, but we like see we weren't seeing that, so like they would have wasted their money on like True. making it happen when we weren't watching it. Fair. Um, they knew all about yes, breaking that's... the fourth wall and when to do it properly. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to Jamie's bedroom, where he's explaining to Vicky that he thinks it's like a poltergeist of some sort, or that the house is haunted, and Vicky as we have already discussed, sometimes she knows lots of stuff, sometimes she knows nothing. So she's like, I've never, what's yeah. a ghost? Um, yeah. And he's trying to explain that, which I will say, that's one of those things that like seems like an easy question, but I think would actually be very hard. What is a ghost? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and uh, well, especially if you think about like explaining that to a child. Right. Um, there, you got to, tiptoe around some things right. <laughs> so he attempts to do that and then Harriet pops her head into the window um and she's wearing an anchovy necklace uh I guess because she's thinking that's gonna scare the ghosts away I wasn't fully sure what that was about oh I think she's just supposed to be like a weird she is kid. meant to be a wackadoodle because she's a redhead yeah you know? so like she's meant well to and nuts. also like and she's like I think yeah. got a crush on Jamie I think there's that well, I feel like, I feel like well. that's always, like, the neighbor kid or the neighbor somebody is always, like, weird a one. pest or weird yes. or, like, yeah. Well, and in fact, the mom of this little girl is um, an actress that I really remember from that era where she was, like, that kind of um, plump, red-headed lady who 
talked like this. Oh, my. Um, what was her oh name? Oh, my God. I know exactly who you're talking about, though, I think. But I don't remember <laughs> seeing her in this. Was she in this no, episode? No, she wasn't in this episode. Oh. Um, but she was by far and she, like, like kind the of biggest ta- She kind song. of sounds like very Midwestern. Yeah. Like, she's got that, oh, like. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, it just, she's yeah. like. I would crack yeah, I can picture exactly who you're talking about. I, I want to say her it's, name. Is, yeah, Edie McClurg is her name. I wonder if that's who I'm picturing um, in my head. And she was only in 12 episodes because uh, she was like a real star. <laughs> yeah. So she didn't need this show. She's exactly who I was picturing. Yeah, that's hilarious. yeah. And I'm glad I do um, a really good impression of her voice, apparently. Well, um, and I feel like she might have even been in Troop Beverly Hills. She was um, in various stuff of that era. She's been in lots of stuff, um, yeah. Oh, so I didn't know that that was who played her mom. Yeah. That's funny. So and so the, the whole family is meant to be nuts is the upshot of that. And like yes, wacky. Yes, Um, And a bit of like thorns in the side to the Lawson family. Now, unfortunately, while this is all transpiring, Vicky starts hovering in the air and Harriet freaks out. Um, now, what's interesting about As this is that apparently Vicky can hover in the air just as a robot. Like, that's a skill that she has. Huh. Uh, or that's what was implied because they, because Jamie was like, Vicky, get down. And she was like, I can't. And he was surprised by that. He was surprised by the, the fact that she couldn't get down, right. not the fact that she was hovering. Correct. And hmm. that she was doing it in front of someone that she would normally know not to do it. Got it. So then he calls his parents to say, you know, something's wrong with Vicky. And by this point, she has moved. Like, so originally she's hanging there, like, as if she's standing, but she's just hanging there in the air. And then the next shot is her horizontal, similar to <laughs> Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters, where she's horizontal over the bed. Um, right. And... Ted, the dad, is like, oh, we got to get her down or else she'll throw up. And I was like, she can throw up? But, like, what can she... Th- like, what is she throwing up? Yeah, what does that even mean? Um, but then we return to the kitchen where Jamie and Joan feel they've seen enough. They're positive that the house is haunted and that... Um, I guess maybe what they are thinking is that Vicky has picked up some kind of poltergeist situation. Um... Ted, meanwhile, is like, that's nuts, no way. But then what happens to convince him that maybe something strange is happening? (laughs) Um, The knife flying at his head, perhaps? Correct. So a big knife flies right at his head and lands in the uh, wall behind him. And he's like, okay, I think I'm going to call someone. And then, of course, we have the dad. Who are you going to call? And... It's a it's the best joke I've ever heard in my life. You'll never believe it, guys. He says he's going to call Ghostbusters. Correct. Yay! Get it? <laughs> uh, do you get the joke? I, I do get it. I Oh, wow. It was a good I one. I mean, I'm not someone who just watched the last half of Ghostbusters 2 last night just because it was the only acceptable thing on television to watch. I'm not familiar with that franchise at all. Uh, um, mm. So... Speaking of which, the parapsychologist that they oh, call god. in this show. Oh god. I mean, I will say this. I have not personally met any parapsychologists as far as I know. 
but I know that there's probably like I know that they're probably depicted as or characterized as weird and like real like kind of uh, kooky. Um, I get that, and I think that's what they were going for here. But they seemed not only kooky but like dumb. Well, <laughs> that's the way. That's kind of how I read so it. So my notes are various on the appearance and behavior of these guys. <laughs> so. Um, in my outline, as you'll see, I say parapsychologists from the university show up to investigate. They look like real dweebs. And then yeah. in my handwritten notes, I say they sure look like ghost boys. Boys spelled B-O-I-S. And then <laughs> an, a, a little arrow goes down and it says cardigan, comma, <laughs> versions, question mark. <laughs> oh, 100%. But, like, the the cardigan... And the cardigan is, like, ill-fitting, like, the, all the I things. I mean, he... The one who's, like, the heavier one with a beard, yeah. he in particular yeah. is exactly what I still picture if I hear the word parapsychologist. Sure. The other guy seems a little bit more distinguished. I mean, also kind of, like... I mean, he's but still like, a dweeb, but he looks like someone who... Who you're like? What happened in your life? You could be an accountant. What happened? Right. You know. Right. Um, yeah. They really play the. The part. other guy had no other choice. No. The other guy, like, it's parapsychologist or nothing. It's parapsychologist or <laughs> comic book store owner. Like, or I was gonna know. say like video games in your mom's basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there were no in betweens for that guy. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I also am like you did call the Ghostbusters. You knew who to call. How? Yeah, why do you like, know that? I mean, because he, well, he says, like, he works at the same university, I right? Yes. I don't know. I mean, I work at a university. I don't, I'm not Where familiar the with the parapsychology <laughs> unit of the University well, of Well, you work at the wrong place. <laughs> Clearly. You got to call up the university and ask them who they are. Um, So they arrive, and they're like, you know, we're, 90% sure this isn't a real thing, but we'll, like, check it out. And in the midst of them saying they don't believe uh, a pen is seen writing by itself, um, so they immediately... Did it show us what it's writing? No, I'm, it was writing nothing. Oh, okay. There's no... Because if it had been... If that had been necessary that it actually wrote something real, they would have read it. Right, exactly. They should have written something real, they just like, showed, I am in the child. Right, like, they just showed a pen, like, <laughs> wiggling over a paper. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. whoa, we're convinced. So they unpacked <laughs> all their ghost gear. Um, Harriet has recovered from her fright, and she's now giving ghost tours of the house. I love that. Um, I love that. I don't know. And then... Um, <laughs> one of these special machines that they devised to track ghosts starts to beep, and it's beeping every time Vicky moves around the living room. And, like, following her, right? right? Like Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, it looks like, um... It looks like, like a, a tiny, tiny satellite yeah. dish. And, and, and yeah, and with, like, the little antenna sticking up out of the center. Yeah. And it kind of moves around as she moves. And so Ted realizes that Vicky is actually the source of the trouble. Somehow he did not realize mm -hmm. that before. Um, I mean, come on. You've got a freaking robot in your house. It's and like something weird's weird. happening. Could it be something, our robot daughter? Weird, 
Yeah, could it be our robot daughter that I told to like go check like an electrical breaker right. like the oh, like just the other day? Our when this robot started? daughter slash slave. Um, yeah, I better check with that. I mean, that would be my first go to check. Sure. But, like, what do I know? Um, I'm no. Well, that would make the episode real short, though. United Robotronics. <laughs> so I wouldn't. I guess I'm. Crazy. Yeah, you don't know. Um, but when he realizes that it's honing in on Vicky, he's like, "Well." I can't, we can't let these investigators really focus on her because we're hiding the fact that she's a robot. Right. Um, so then he, like, kind of quickly is like, oh, I just have to, like, bring my daughter into the kitchen for a second. And then the rest of the... And then he... But doesn't... Is that when he brings her in, carrying her horizontally? Is that when this happens? Maybe. Doesn't I he think do that so. at some point? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wouldn't you be like, uh, <laughs> what is happening? Why do you... First of all, why are you carrying your 12-year-old daughter that way? Second of all, why is she rail rigid, like, horizontal? Like, you're like you're carrying a log. Like, what's it looked happening? Like, yeah, it looked like he was car- very weird. Um, so then the whole family, like, retires to the kitchen. And that's, this is when we see the, and I can't remember. I th- the back flap. I think they show some version or some part of her that's meant to look like a machine almost every episode. There's something where we Probably. See. Well, they need to remind us so that we don't, like, ch- call child services ourselves. Right. And right? <laughs> correct. And, like, you know, in this place, in this time, the back flap looks especially stupid because in my handwritten <laughs> notes I wrote, is this just a cardboard box on her back? <laughs> Like it's just I mean, that's what it sort of looks. It looks like they hung like a plastic thing on her back. Yeah. Um, so he's explaining to the rest of the family that the uh, like the voltage, the surge disrupted her EM field. And as a result, um, because that EM stands for electromagnetic field, which is a real mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. But now this I'm not so sure is real. He's saying, and because of that, anything that's got metal in it has been reacting to her when she shows up. Um, just because the word okay. magnetic is in there. Yeah, they, I mean, I think they probably I'm glossed over this. And they are so assume, sure. they're like, whatever, our, <laughs> our audience is kids. They don't fucking know. It's true. Um, and, and like I said, some of the things I didn't know, like the hair bit, I'm not so sure that was all metal. The pen as well. Yeah, that makes like, sense. There are things where, yes, there are bits of metal in them, but, like, what if most of it is not metal? How? Anyway. I'm asking yeah, questions I don't I think you're supposed ask. to. I don't think you're supposed to poke those holes. Definitely not. So, um, they, they're like, oh, all explained. But, meanwhile, the investigators have said, like, we're not going to leave until we figure out what's up. And so, they're like, oh, shit. Like, we need to get rid of these guys and we definitely, like, because the longer they hang around, they're going to figure out what's actually going on with our right. fake slave robot daughter. Um, <laughs> so uh, then they kind of turn, they're like, what do we do? And then I think it's the dad who's like, I've got an idea. And then we cut back into the living room. And the whole family is now saying, guys, guys, like, Vicky is possessed we really need your help. And the investigators are like, okay, well, we have a total plan for this. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's strange. Totally. Um, and the plan is basically, as at least as far as I understood it, is to scare 
the ghost out of Vicky. I think that's how it works. And so there are various things that Vicky does to kind of sell the idea that she's possessed. She She's a good little acting robot. She lifts the guy's chair. Um and those are the types of okay, so that effect was like very bad, right? Yes. Um, like it looked. <laughs> all it of looked, them are. I bad. don't even know how to. Des- all of them are. Yeah, bad. I don't even know how to describe how bad that looked. But <laughs> again, for like a low budget type, I mean, I don't know if it was low budget, but for it like was. a sitcom, yeah, low budget sitcom, like that, that's probably costly to like sure. try to make someone look like they're floating and make it look real. They couldn't actually like use um, what would have made it look more real is if they had an actual like flying thing and like flew him on wires right right but no what they did was a green screen weird thing yeah it did not look good and then she speaks in a funny voice again and Mm -hmm. she also does this weird spinning around real fast thing which i didn't totally i'm telling you like i was like at this point i was like they are spending so much money on these effects that are not even a that good but like definitely cost so much more in post-production than any other type of sitcom. Yeah. And then, so that all is very convincing. So that's like part one. They have to convince <laughs> these guys that she is possessed. And then she turns the lights off. And this is when we see the real, like, top-notch stuff. She creates this yeah. fake ghost. I'm not totally sure how she does that. Um, yeah, she's a robot. She can do anything. And it's, like, green. And it, like, speaks. And is basically like, oh, I'm leaving. Oh, she makes it. Well, because she makes a crazy noise, right? Remember, she like has that, like she makes some type of lo- like high, intense, oh, like okay. high pitched noise. And the ghost is saying, it's too loud in here. I'm going back to the graveyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and then it like just remember? disappears. <laughs> yeah. Then it like walks out the door. So, or or like, it doesn't goes it disappear the door. into a box or something. Like there's something very strange. I think that it happens. goes through the door. Like it's going back to the graveyard. Fair enough. I don't um, know. It makes no sense. But so then the lights come back on. The investigators are like, we did it. And <laughs> the family is like, uh-huh. And that's Thank the end so of the show. <laughs> no questions. I am satisfied. Um, it is weird. It's a weird show, but I really, I remember, I really liked this show as a kid, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> I mean, like, I think I, I think I liked the little like sight gags. I think I liked the robot aspect of her. I liked it because the kind of protagonist character was a little girl, right. like. I guess it does. It didn't did not matter to me as a child that it made no goddamn sense. No, no, and I guess that's why now people say like representation is important. Like we watch this show, I have to assume almost exclusively because the main story driver of every episode was a little girl. Um, yeah, and beyond that, neither one of us particularly cared like what the show was about. You know, like, um, yeah, not if really. it I mean, was it's not like I was watching not, besides this, like, like none yeah. of that mattered. It was like, this is a little girl, I'm a little girl. She, well, I mean, I guess that's the whole thing of like what a kid wants to see is like the kid is the hero, yeah. the kid is the focus. Um, yeah, I mean, if I think about like all the shows I watched as a kid, as like a kid, kid, they were filled with kids, yeah, and they were filled with like. You know, it was Full House. It was Salute Your Shorts. It was Hey Dude. Yeah. Even though I didn't, I, even though I thought they were adults, but like, it was, um, 
Yeah, all the, oh, it, just the 10 of us, whatever. Yeah. There's a billion kids in it. Like, I loved that kind of step by step. Anybody else want to hear another <laughs> show from the 90s? I, you're really getting all the hits. Like, I'm not sure what's Guts. <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple, if we want to go into, like, those types of, like, challenge shows. shows competi- yeah. yeah. Um, Double Dare, what do you want? I mean, it was all great. Wild and Crazy Kids, loved it. Like, I yeah, it's true. I wanted to see stuff where kids were the focal point, right. the hero, the, yeah. Right. It was from their perspective. I didn't want to watch this grown-up, boring crap. No, and that's fine. I always love watching things that I remember fondly as a kid and realizing kind of where my brain was at. <laughs> You're like, oh, I was a dumb dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I do get why I liked it, but it is also like, why did I like this? I know. Um, For sure. But I still enjoyed it, I will say. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. So let's now turn to yawns and eye rolls. So okay. for yawns, one yawn is, this wasn't boring at all. I really was engaged the whole time. And ten yawns is like, no, no, no. Really, really too hard to try and get into. Um, I think I would say two because it was, listen, it was 21 minutes. Like what am I like, like I I think I can like make it through 21 minutes at the same time. I did find myself like three quarters of the way through, you know, wanting to look at my phone and wanting to like take a little break from it. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Um, so yeah, two, it's too short to really be boring, but like I had my moments. Yeah. I think I for that same reason, would actually just give it a five. Like, it's a right down the middle. Because it is short, but I I was surprisingly blah about the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Given its Yeah, because not a lot happens. (laughs) Yeah, not not a lot happens, and they are able to kind of make it a little slow. Yeah. Um, Despite it being chock full of all these, like, contemporary references to contemporary horror, horror films, I was like... Yeah. It's like technically there should be a lot here, but it, there is not yeah. a lot here. Um Yeah. And then for eye rolls, one eye roll. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Um I don't know, just this totally normal show. Uh one eye roll is like, you know, come on, it's a kid's show featuring a robot. What do you expect? <laughs> and then ten eye rolls is like really and truly I had like way too much standing in my way of buying into this. <laughs> um it's so hard with things like this because I feel like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a kids' TV show with a little girl robot as the main character. Like, you, uh, that's what you go in yes. with that knowledge. Yes. So, like, how can you truly hold it to, like, a certain <laughs> when that's, like, what you know you're walking into? Um, with that said, it's, like, definitely cuckoo. Yes. And they definitely abuse that child robot <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> um so for that reason i'm gonna give it like seven to eight eye okay. rolls okay yeah um even though i was like really actually on board sure. like just yeah yeah i don't know what to say for myself <laughs> because I would I would give it a lot of eye rolls, but then on the other hand, it's not particularly creative. It's not going anywhere. 
that like yeah. various horror and sci-fi things we've watched before haven't gone yeah it's like very derivative yeah. so maybe again yeah. i'll just stick with a five and be like it's just kind of like <laughs> it's just whatever blah. is the thing yeah um so anyway um now jan's i rolls would i recommend the, oh, it yes importantly would you recommend <laughs> it <laughs> i would recommend it to someone very specific. <laughs> I would say, if you liked this as a child, like, check it out again. It's kind of funny to see, like, that. Um, if you are into child robot labor, <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you're a particularly um, niche type of person where that's, that's a like style a specific, you're into. But generally, generally, no. Also because... Um, me personally I watched it on YouTube yeah and the, the I will version say that I found all the episodes appear to be free on YouTube if someone's curious so in that about case it's it free if I were to recommend it I would say like fast forward to the parts where they do like the fun like gags yeah yeah <laughs> because the rest of it's kind of inconsequential but um it's also a little bit low res on YouTube, at least the one that I watched, so that makes it a little harder to be engaged. Yeah. So it would be like you really gotta like want to seek it out if you're like looking for entertainment. Yeah. If you want to l- watch it for like some type of like, again, time capsule or like uh, research, <laughs> right? <laughs> perhaps, but like for entertainment, I'm not sure. Yeah, I agree. I I'm pretty sure I would not recommend this. Um, <laughs> but I would say it is an interesting trip down memory lane and it's possible that other episodes would have been a little bit more fun than this one turned out to be. Um, yeah, possibly. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like, but I enjoy a good haunting. I so. would just like if, I don't know, of the stuff we've watched lately, I'd be much more likely to say, just watch Hey Dude if you want something of oh. this era. <laughs> like, yes. A hundred percent agree. Because um, even though this is like t- is I would say much more safely in the realm of sci-fi, it's also much more just like odd and not very good. So definitely, it's definitely more odd. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just watch Hey Dude. I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, that's going to be my recommendation at every at the end of every episode, like from now on. How, how I do don't you feel I don't care right what now. we're watching. <laughs> Just watch Hey Dude. Well, that's, yeah, that's your constant advice to everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah. this has been a resounding success, Amy. <laughs> uh, I am Sarah, and you have been listening to See You Next Week in Space. Ooh. Robot child. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.